Video. It's part time. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. Oh yeah. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. It's Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Yes, indeed. Three Songs Podcast, episode 170. That's the one, 170. 170, September 23rd, 2021. Um, Mike Hogan here in Portland, Bob Nastanovich on your back porch in Des Moines. You got a little party going on there, huh? Not much, really. Just, you know, Small three one. young ladies um, enjoying that's some drinks, good. you know? Yeah. And uh, the uh, glockenspiel is out, so... Um, we might get serenaded uh, yeah, later. Fantastic vibes. Of course, Mr. Ghost is in full effect, you know, making his demands. So, yeah, it's beautiful here, you know. It's, uh, what is it, the first day of fall? Got it all going on there. Yeah, everything's good. Nice. Yeah, first day yeah, And you went to a show recently, I understand. You went and saw the uh, great band Waxahatchee. I did. Who, uh, I've never seen live. Allison and where, Yeah, and where, where was this? Uh, this was at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. Um, fantastic show. Really, really good. You know, she puts on an amazing show. She's just a really, you know, captivating performer, great singer. Of course, the songs are fantastic. And she just has this presence, um, you know. And you've never seen her before. I've never seen her. I had never seen her before. Um, yeah. So, just a so really she good won show. you over quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had been a fan. I, I like, I think you played her pretty early on when we first started doing these shows. Um, yeah, that might have been the first I'd heard of her, or maybe I'd heard one couple songs before then. But yeah, I've I've um, I've been into a lot of the stuff that she's done, and um, yeah, so I was very excited to see her. And uh, the opening act um, was quite good too. A fantastic new artist who just put out an album, her for her debut record earlier this year, um, named Katie Kirby. Cool. Yeah, and um, it was just very charming, really sweet songs that were instantly kind of felt familiar, but at the same time felt fresh. And um, now, did she go solo, or does she have a band and everything? She had a band. She had uh, bass, guitar, um, the guitar, and then a second guitar who sometimes played keyboards and a drummer. And so it was full full group. Um, and you this know, is just, Katie Kirby, who currently hails from Nashville. That's and right. She's from Texas grew, earlier, I think. Yeah, Texas. Um, yeah. Bit of I don't know much about her at all. You'll you'll tell me more. Uh, I do know a bit of her backstory. A little you know. bit. I just know it was it was you know I I she they came on they were incredibly unassuming. They didn't have any of this kind of rock star vibe air to them at all. They were just. Well, they're opening. Yeah, but at even the Aladdin still, Theater. Even still, sometimes you you see probably a bit intimidating with like kind of a posture, and they just they just came out and they were just regular people playing their songs, and the songs were really good and straight. You know, like instantly. Uh, 
gratifying. Just, just uh, gratifying, yeah, and instantly captivating, frankly. Um, cool. And so, How many people were at this event? Like, you know. It was sold out. I don't know. Whatever, whatever sold out is for an indoor masked must-show-your-vax card event here in Portland these days. Like 2,000, I would think, right? Mm, yeah, I don't know if it was quite that many. Um, yeah, but I was, don't know the venue. It's, you know. it's got a balcony. It was probably, I would say, more like 500. Um, seated, right? Seated, yeah. yeah. But it was, uh, it was a good show. Anyway, so I'll, I'll start with cool. Katie. This is the title track from her new album, her debut album that came out earlier this year. It's called uh, Cool Dry Place. Yeah, Katie Kirby. Katie with a Y, Kirby with a Y. So both start with K and end with Y. Here you go. Just another episode of tenderness. In a long, long string of similar events Like a chain I whip around my neck That's the only part I want you say
you go. Katie Kirby. That was called Cool Dry Place? It was called Cool Dry Place, the title track from her debut record. Which came out in February of this year. What what album label is that on? Oh, boy, you're asking questions I don't even know. Uh, I just know, I looked her up. It's a big, I think it's a big thing if you're playing, you know, if you're opening for Waxahachie. Yeah. um, It's a big gig. It is a big gig. Um, I mean, I could maybe try and look real quick. I had actually not looked in terms of the record label, but I found her Bandcamp page. And um, it appears it is on a label called Keeled Scales. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm not, it's just like an inane question that I ask. Them, so I apologize. Um, that's okay. Keeled scales. I want to know if she, like, um, the label. The, in the tune, sounded great. It kind of sounded exactly um, as advertised. Um, yeah, and, um, I mean, that one's got talent, a little bit very more... Very talented person. A little more dynamism to it than a lot of them. A lot of that one kind of, especially live, was very memorable because it was kind of rocking, of course. Uh, a lot of her stuff is a little bit more delicate, um, which is kind of hard in a big place. Like, so you, I would think that she'd probably best be be enjoyed in a smaller venue. Yeah, it came off really well, though, and you know, maybe because the crowd was so polite, the Waxahachie. The, crowd, the crowd was very polite, but the, they were very, very into it. You know, and I've been, I've been to some shows at that at that venue. And a lot of people are just talking and they're doing their thing, and that was not the case. Uh, with, Maybe with it's because people are more appreciative of live the live music opportunity right now. Uh, perhaps it's possible. I'm hoping to get away with that myself. You it's know. possible. That's true. Uh, we haven't. Yeah, no, but I'm not like no, no offense to Katie Kirby. You know, I'm just saying that. Um, good point. It's a good time to be playing live music, and also like um the thing, the big question I want to ask you about her is like. Did she tell you um, anything about herself or anything? Was there any? Did she say anything between the songs, or did she just like completely just roll out the tunes? No, she did. That's also an interesting thing for an opening artist. Like she, she did. She talked a little bit about herself. She said her, her name was Katie Kirby. She did mention that she spelled it with a Y. She said that she was from uh, Nashville, and she was very. Um, very well, she's tr- not from Nashville. Well, or they're. They're 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 in Nashville now or whatever. She but she did say they're 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 from Nashville. They're there, and she said this was their first time in Portland. And um, yeah, she was very charming. Yeah, not, not a but whole she lot of. She did not. She didn't tell. You, she didn't tell you about her like upbringing or. or no, anything like that. she wasn't telling stories, but she you know she had a few words between songs, and she was she she came across as quite charming. Uh, oh, I'm sure. And the songs know. the songs were very good. She didn't seem. You know, sometimes some opening artists, especially when they've just put out a debut record, can can seem almost a little shell shocked and nervous. She she seemed kind of comfortable in her own skin, and you know, here to play her songs, and they were all very good and um, quite charming and catchy. So I'd say check She's her a out. Total professional, from the sounds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, but but it was also f- it, it, like rather unpolished. You know, there was not any air or pretense at all to her or the band okay. or anything. It was Mod- like, she presents herself in a modest fashion, very much so. And you know, the the band backing her, they were wearing like t-shirts and you know, just like all kinds, you know, weird little button downs. It was not a 
flashy sort of thing. Whereas, you know, Alison Crutchfield for Waxahachie came out and she was wearing like a white ball gown and it was very much like here she's I the headliner right 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 for sure so uh anyway there you go uh anyways interesting you, i mean i'm envisioning you sitting in a chair with a or sitting in a seat with a mask on watching this high quality concert that's, that's all right that's what happened that's what happened, that's right? what happened. yeah exactly yeah what happened. and the music delivered and the so music that, delivered. that's the most important thing it did um and do you know? Do you, have you have you listened to her whole record, or just like, was that your only experience yeah. with Katie Kirby? No, I, after that I checked out the record. I mean, it's, it was Saturday that I saw her, so I haven't listened to the record more than a couple oh, okay. times. But um, you know, here we are on Thursday evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was good, and it was uh, enough that made me want to go back and check her stuff out, and maybe even order the record. So, oh, fantastic! Yeah. You know that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna totally shift gears. Okay. Um, but what do you say? What's the what's the term you use? Uh, sometimes I'll say pivot. You gonna pivot? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this is more than a pivot. I'm gonna take us to. Okay. You know, a Turkish virtuoso started playing music at the age of five on the mandolin and the harmonium. You know, which is a form of organ, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's still still with us. I think the the greatest quote that I've ever read about him is from a famous UK DJ named Andy Votel, who referred to him as the Doctor Frankenstein of Anatolian pop music. And when you think of Anatolia, what do you think about like when you when you see the word, you see it sometimes Anatolia. Oh boy, I don't know. I mean, it's Asia Minor, but yeah. you know, he's, he's Turkish, but this okay. is like, um, anyways, I'm playing a, a legend in Turkey where I've never been. I've, I've never been to Turkey, yeah, which is you know part of the EU. Mm-hmm. Um, Istanbul, and uh, this right? is this is one of their most beloved virtuoso musicians who's magician and musician who's uh gratefully still with us. His name is uh Mustafa Oskan, okay, uh. M-U-S-T-A-F-A, and I don't even know what the two dots above the O are called. You see them all the time. <laughs> I mean, usually with a U, it's an umlaut, but... Um... Yeah, no, this isn't an... Yeah, it could be an umlaut above the O, but like... Umlaut a, you know, above the O. You know, when I do these programs, um, I listen to pronunciation guys, it's Mustafa Oskan, so it's O, o with the two dots above, with a Z and a K-E-N-T. And this is a song which translates... It's actually... Um, one thing that I've discovered about this, these particular words, which translate in Turkish to bush field, bursak tarlazi, and this is an instrumental, mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of Turkish music which has this song title. So it must mean something. It just means bush field in, in Turkish, huh. but that's all beside the point. This is a song... <laughs> Um, that basically to me is Turkish underground music in the seventies. Um, and it's presented to you on the three songs pod by Mustafa Oskin. All right, let's hear it.
that was really cool. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, going I mean, on the there. guy like you know he started like in he started playing music when he was five, and then he had a band when he was a teenager, seventeen, eighteen years old, cleverly named Teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's <laughs> sort of like, like Katie Kirby, like you know, the kids. Like, my name's Katie Kirby, and like um, and then at some point he got grabbed himself an electric guitar, and he said he could play several instruments and um but that was like uh 73 was like his main heyday um that comes off a famous album that's like eight or nine turkish words that i'm not even going to try to pronounce um <laughs> but it's a um just a yeah, I mean, just like the exploration to him in the last two or three months has been pretty remarkable um is it all been readily reissued or is it... I don't even know about the reissue factor. I yeah. actually went on Discogs to buy something, and I couldn't get what I wanted to get sort of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. um, when you go to buy something and you want to, you're going to spend $30, you want to get like at least five songs that you've, you know, dug in your musical exploration. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know about the whole reissue thing game with him, but um the Dr. Frankenstein of Anatolian oh, pop music kicks ass. It's <laughs> a great, it's a great description. Kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know why, but it reminds me of the description of that Bobcat Goldthwaite movie, um, Shakes the Clown. Yes, yeah, no, you know, I'm very poor with the, uh, with the um, entertainment trivia. Oh in yeah, general. Shakes the Clown. It's a, it's a classic. Uh, you know. Uh, just ridiculous comedy uh but someone someone reviewed it and called it the citizen kane of alcoholic clown movies okay see my see my knowledge of anatolian pop music is rather limited so i don't don't know i can't really sit here and say like you know this other turkish guy is more dr frankenstein than mustafa but like uh at the same time like um i guess i should get to know more anatolian pop music but i He's the first, the, you know, this, he's the first Turkish rock star I've ever listened to. So, uh, so I, I'm, I just took a second to look him up. It, you're right, it was released originally in 1973 in Turkey. Uh, and if you want to find and purchase the original, it might set you back a couple grand. But yeah, we're not going to do that. But um, the good news is it has been recently reissued as of even as of this year um, by a number of different labels. First by Finders Keepers, a good reissue label in the mid 2000s. And then uh, a couple years ago and then later again reissued this year by Portland's own Jackpot Records. Oh, yeah, you can go over to Jackpot, knock on the door, and say, hey, man, like I played uh, Mustafa on my podcast, and I get a free copy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but at least at least Jack, we'd yeah, have do access that to it. Yeah, at least we'd have ready access to it. You know, Jackpot Records here on Hawthorne Street. Walk on in. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, they'd have copies. You go see Waxahachie and Katie Kirby, and then you just, you know, knock on the door and get, like, you know. Get some Mustafa Oskent. Yeah. How great! Is, how what a great little what a great little town you live in. Yeah, you can you can you can move here, Bob. Plenty of plenty of places available. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, plenty of places available. Yeah, uh, when you own slow horses, you aren't moving to Portland. Uh, well, yeah. you, know, you know, next. Say la vie. Who knows? Only who knows? You never yeah, know. You know. Downstairs, um, out of service. 
<laughs> I said ain't in there, you know. That's uh, that's wit in the background. She's she's getting a little she's getting a little. Rowdy. I imagine she's telling a story over there. You know? Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, she's telling a story on the yeah. show too. Yeah, she's a great storyteller. We'll bring her in. <laughs> so, uh, so just, what? I I can't even do. Well, keep in mind, I've got cans on. Uh, I can't even hear what she's saying. I don't know. I just heard something about out of service. Um, we'll have to find out more later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find out. Um, anyhow, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back. I can't remember the order we decided on, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go this order. I'm gonna throw it back to the uh, last show uh, when we talked about Zambia. Oh, that was the order, Amanaz. Okay, yeah, exactly. Zam yeah, Zambian man, you're rock. Spot on, dude. It's episode one seventy. Amanaz. Um, who I can't, I don't have it in front of me. I said it last show. It's, it's in, what is it? Uh, I, I, I can't remember what the acronym is, but it's an acronym. Oh yeah. It's brilliant. A brilliant. It was. I'll have to look it up. Tune. I'll have to look, let me look it up. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk, but it's they got Zambia at the end. I knew that. That's right. They released one record, uh, called Africa came out in 1975. Okay. So here it is. It's an acronym for ask me about nice artists in Zambia. Yeah. Amanaz. Um their only album came out nineteen seventy five. Uh of course I'm gonna play a song from it. I'm gonna play I think I'll play Call of My Friend. That's it's an outstanding choice. It is just kind of a laid back, um you know, low key rocker, but really kind of catchy, good songwriting. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's been listening to them quite a bit. When you played Chrissy's Chrissy Tembo, did yeah. you think of uh, Amanaz? And so now it's my chance to highlight them. There you go. And I know yeah, you, Amanaz. I know you like them, so I would say enjoy. But I know you'll enjoy anyway. So I hope the listeners appreciate yeah. it too. Yeah, me too. Call my friend, Amanaz.
Just such a mellow, laid back. Uh, so mellow. And, um, you know, like, uh, I know I've asked you before, like, weed's totally legal in Oregon, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So imagine if you're into weed, that would sound pretty good if you're driving around, like, some pretty part of Oregon. For sure. I just dig his his vocals. Kind of deep, honey voice very laid back you know real fuzzed out guitar with this heavy bass sound just it's been like that's one thing that's definitely been re-released oh yeah yeah that album that album's been re-released a number of times um you know it's it's not terribly cheap i think you you know you could probably find well you pay 30 bucks for any you know basically right yeah, thirty or forty. Or a piece of vinyl if you're in the vinyl. It's a double LP, so it's it's been reissued yeah, as a double see. LP. So it's more like thirty-five or forty. Um, but yeah, I am. classic. There's a lot of great music on that thing. Oh yeah, classic. and it takes you all over the map, tempo-wise, mm-hmm. mood-wise, everything. Like beautiful, beautiful record. I think it's probably considered the masterpiece of Sam Rock. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, or I wouldn't. At least I wouldn't argue. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're into Zebby and Amanaz, like, you know, I mean, that's a good starting point, isn't it? It's it's kind of a shame that that's the only record they released, but, you know, one and done was fine. Who knows, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably unreleased material that never came to light. I mean, yeah. Maybe, but you'd think by now... You know, that was recorded in 75. It's been reissued a bunch of times. First started in 2008. You know, I would think if 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 there was stuff to reissue, it might have seen the light of day by now, but maybe not. But I'm saying, like, things were recorded, like, just, like, from watching, like, you know, the documentary of Atacac. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, there's, like, all kinds of things that he made. Of course, some of it was done in Toronto and some of it was done in Africa, but, like, who knows? Like, you know, Almanaz might have made 300 songs and never got, yeah. you know, or they got recorded and the recordings got trashed or whatever. They got That's lost fair. or they're, 
in some garage. It's you know, entirely. I mean, let's hope. Let's hope we we get this. You know, treasure trove of unreleased Amina's. Yeah, that'd be cool. Wouldn't recordings. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I'd be all over that for sure. No, we definitely both would be. Yeah. Maybe we maybe little brother will still both want them. Well, you know, if if it's a if if it's discovered. Um, you know, maybe we'd get little brother out of retirement to to, to do some sort of collaboration <laughs> yeah. on that. Amina's Mike Hogan for Amina's. I'll, I'll, I'll release Amina's for sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyways, they're going to take us to France. Nice. Um, actually, going to take us to the modern day early. Um, okay. Going to finish with a, with a couple of artists who've made albums this year. Nice. And um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this band. It's two women, um, Carla, Carla and, and Julia, and um, their last names Carla Palione and and Julia Leno. Who knows if I got their last names right? Let's just say Carla and Julia. Okay. They have a band called Mansfield Tya. They're actually playing in Paris on October twenty first, and I may be in town. Um, Ooh, that's right. As so, I, as if they let me in to England, I'll be leaving next Thursday mm-hmm. and um, heading to the UK. And um, but I've I've been really getting into this band here in the last. Well, I would say three or four months, and uh, they made they put out a record earlier this year on a new label. Um, they were on a label um, based in Bordeaux called uh, Vicious Circle, and uh, now they're on a brand new thing and from Paris called Warrior Records, which all runs together. And they're called Mansfield Tya, mm-hmm. and um, it's Cynthia, okay, Mike, okay, um, and it. It's um, but um, similar to several bands that I've been getting into this year, the amount of variety in the tunage on the on the records is really entertaining. I think I would call this like a very charming record. Um, I'm gonna play two songs off of them because um, they're both short. I'm gonna I'm gonna play um, Petite Italy, which I'm going to, you know. It's good. Go out on a limb and, and, and say it means little Italy in, in French. I'm gonna play that first. Then I'm gonna play Ophwiedersein. Yeah. Which is that? So German. Um, you can play them back to back, or if you want to have a comment in between. Uh, but let's start with uh, Petit Italy by Mansfield Tya from Nantes in France, where Pavement played twice. Actually, it's um not a big city, mm. but I remember two marvelous gigs there in the mid '90s and Nantes. Um, a city of a, you know about a quarter million people. Really, really cool town. So, well, yeah, Mansfield TYA in the three song spot. Let's hear Mansfield TYA, and I do want to talk about pavement touring as well because. Oh yeah. I think I think it's it's relevant, but yeah, first Mansfield TYA. Here we go. Tu parles, le soleil tendre, ses rayons d'or vers notre abri. N'entends-tu pas le vent répandre ses caresses et ses mélodies? Ne sens-tu pas ce parfum d'ombre d'immortel et de petite 
All right. Yeah. Mansfield, Mansfield TYA. So the the um the vibe kind of changed between those two songs. The first one was very chill, and then the second one was a little bit more frenetic. That's the brilliance of the album. They take you all over the map. Yeah. There's but like I, really heavy songs. Yeah. And there's really light songs, and you know, Petite Italy has like you know kind of like. And I think it has a guitar in it, you know, an acoustic definitely has a string section. They use strings. There's you know plenty of synth and like, but they're beautiful voices, you know. Um, I just, the, the, the album's called uh, Monument Ordinaire. And uh, I just think it's a fantastic record. Way, way into it. You said it came out this year or did you say they just put out a new album this year? No, that's the new one. Yeah. Okay. Monument Ordinaire. And so it came and they out. Started, they started making records in the early 2000s, like 2006. They made about okay. seven or eight records. Interesting. So they must have a following. Yeah. Um, but the of the ones I've listened to, you know, in several tracks, like the new one is, is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'm way into it. You know, nice. but, you know, keep in mind, like, I'm sure you were into, like, early orchestral maneuvers in the dark and things like that, you know, like I do have a bit of a, you know, teenage synthy background, you know, like and lots of dance music along the way, you know, no expert. It also any, reminds anything, me, really. reminds me a little bit of Sparks in some ways, like the, Definitely, yeah. the newer, more synthy Sparks, you know, kind yeah. of like the rhythm thief. Yeah, because you, you played the more rocking Sparks on like episode yeah. 89. Yeah. yeah it would be, is that the actual episode, or are you just guessing? That's the actual episode, oh, Mike. I've, yeah, I've got an encyclopedic memory, memory of everything we've ever good, done. Good job, Bob. It's the farthest thing from the truth, Mike. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. You you, you you pulled it off, or you, you at least sold it well. Yeah, I've been in horse you. racing a long time. Yeah. Um, okay. Sexy Sushi is another band they have, which is more poppy. Yeah. Um, um, the great thing about Mansfield TYA, or at least Monument Ordinaire, is like a, it kind of like it's got like a brooding side, and it's got like a you know light side. It's got like it's just like a it's just a very very pleasant listen, mm-hmm. and uh, cool. you, know, you know beautiful singers yeah, as well. So for sure, yeah. I'll, I'll check them out. Um, but let's from let's Nantes also... in France, Nantes, the great city of Nantes. You, you, you kind of teased it a little bit. You talked about pavement. You talked about pavement playing shows. We haven't actually talked. I just said pavement played Nantes twice. I, I know, but um, we haven't done a podcast since it was announced that pavement's going to be touring the UK next and Europe mostly next fall. Europe, yeah, that's true. Europe, all Europe next fall. Yeah, Aarhus. I've never been to Aarhus. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that gig. You know, all of them I look forward to. Yeah. But to be honest with you, Mike, I, I won't really accept it as reality until I'm like, you know, setting up gear on stage. Right. And then actually, right. I actually well, won't accept it as reality until like, you know, I hear the first note of transport is arranged, you know, something like that. You know, like, Tickets so, are on sale though. Yeah, tickets are on sale, and, and um, so payment's gonna like you know start touring, um, and we might. Who I don't know the the official schedule, but what's been released is we're supposed for the third time. Yeah, we're supposed to finally play the Primavera shows. Right, um, Barcelona June third and Porto June tenth, and those are big ones. Sure, and then um, we're gonna. 
reassemble in some ways because I imagine those which are big gigs and a sort of a big way to sort of kick things off. And again, those shows were scheduled in 2020 and this year, and of course rescheduled. Right. We'll, we'll hope those go off. Um, and if they don't, um, we'll hope to play the UK and Europe. Um, I think starting in Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah, it's like 20 shows and, I remember when you and I met in person for the first and really, you know, only time in January of 2020, you told me, you said, mark it in your calendar, which I did. You said, mark it in your calendar. I will be in Portland in May 2020 to be practicing to get ready for Primavera, which will be in June 2020. Yeah, that was the game plan, wasn't it? Of course, that then, didn't so, happen. So then, I, then three weeks later, I was in San Francisco. Yeah. And with Lance Bangs, right. we were doing a low century thing for, yep. I can't remember the name of the festival, Pop something. It's a pretty famous all over town. Um, the Noise Pop thing. Festival? Is it that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Cool. And, um, and then I came home from that, like, and I stayed in Japantown and 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 hung out with Red Livy, my friend Ed Belowski took me all over the place. We had a marvelous time. Um had a wonderful sushi meal with um a couple of dear friends. Um and then I remember leaving and hearing that the first US case of COVID was in Santa Clara. Oh, sure. My... Right around the time I was like 20 miles away or whatever right. in Japan town. And I flew overnight to go um, come back here. And then, then basically, you know, life got... It all, it all, yeah, it all shut down. And, and I, I remember, you know, so obviously the Primavera 2020 got got postponed. And then it got rescheduled, rescheduled for, for, this for this year, which got rescheduled for next year. And I remember you had you had told me, you know, put it in your phone, schedule. And so, I don't know, May 20-something of 2020, I get the iPhone notification, Bob in town, exclamation point. And I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and um, that'll happen. Um, this, I've, I've rebooked that flight, I think, five times. Yeah. I'm out there for a month, so... Um, I think it's currently, I've rebooked it again. I'll be in Portland, um, hopefully in May. Um, Next year, yeah. And then, you know, um, a lot of people have asked me about U.S. dates, um, you know, and I can't tell them anything substantive. Um, There's, you know, there's plans, but like who knows if they'll ever come to fruition. Right, right. So, you know, Um, fingers crossed. One thing I do know is like, you know, that, European market for gigs and the way things are now, they are selling tickets and yeah. you know the whole, you know I mean it's quite amazing that the Aladdin Theater had this Waxahachie show that you saw the other night, mm-hmm. um, you know, and who knows I mean like again like I'm flying to Europe next week the rules change weekly right like right now I've got a game plan which involves like a rapid test the day before and then flying to the UK, then having another rapid test two days after I arrive. 
wow. and then going to France and like you know so um, who knows like what's gonna happen. Um, but that's like anywhere. eight or nine months from now. I mean, things can change drastically in that time. So yeah, fingers so crossed. Like, it'd be very interesting to see like if I'm sitting this time next week in Newmarket at Beverly House. I'm hanging out with. Emma and John Barry and dear Alex and John MacArthur are supposed to come over um, to see the Ark. You know, yeah. so I mean, oh, like, nice. that'll be a big step forward. You know, like for well, me, like um, so. We'll see what happens. So tell, tell them, we'll, tell them all hello from me. Even though I've never met them, I feel like they're they're friends by proxy. So, oh yeah, you know, you'd love them. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, all, all all of us lot will be in San Diego for the Breeders' Cup. That's the, you know we all made plans for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah definitely um well i'll keep in touch with you then but yeah we'll do a podcast between now and then hell maybe we'll do a uk podcast that, that would be fun. great why not yeah yeah it'd be really good like be middle of the enough, middle of the know? night your time or i don't know afternoon my time evening late evening. yeah i think i think you're nine hours behind the uk that's right so you know I'm, it might for me it might who knows we'll, we'll work it out you know i could probably try and find an hour in the middle of the day somewhere but i'm sure i'll have plenty of free time especially if i fail the COVID test and i'll be in quarantine in a bedroom at beverly house stables in newmarket well, which could be far worse really i guess that's yeah. true that's true. Yeah. Uh, As Emma Barry says, she'll slide the food under the door. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm going to play. I don't know. What would you call it? I'm not even going to try and describe it. I'll let you describe it. I'll, I'll, I'll play it for you. They're playing you some like um, some jazz masters, apparently some ta- German jazz masters. Yeah. A couple brothers. Um, Joachim and uh, Rolf Kuhn, who have played with all kinds of different musicians, you know, a lot of jazz musicians, of course, um, and they've released albums on Impulse, and they've released albums on the French, we, talk, we talked about France, they released uh, a number of albums on BYG, um, classic avant free jazz label they played with uh god i don't know um all kinds of i'm I'm sort of looking and drawing a blank here but um all kinds of european free jazz players i do know that rolf is i think they're still alive they're like in their 90s uh Uh, or or maybe are they 90s yeah, no. Joaquin was born in '44, so I don't know. Rolf was no, born. Well, that's in, definitely not '90s. Yeah, Rolf was born in '29, so maybe Rolf is much older. Yeah, Rolf. Rolf. See, Rolf. See, Rolf's still alive. He's 91. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he, all he of his a, material was destroyed in the 2008 um, Universal Fire. He has a birthday. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. He has a birthday coming up next week, September 29th. Yeah, Rolf. Happy 92nd birthday, Rolf. Yeah, and 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 one one amazing thing with with him is that he was amongst hundred of our artists whose all of his music or a huge amount of his material was was burned in the Universal Studios fire in two thousand eight. Oh, right, 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 right. That was so sad. Such a shame. No, I mean, what a gold mine. Right. Yeah. I mean, they released they released records on Atlantic. Uh, well, starting in 1956. Yeah, I'm gonna play on Vanguard. I'm gonna play something from their 1969 album called Bloody Rockers. 
on the BYG classic, classic French uh, avant jazz, free jazz record label. Uh, Kind of the French version of uh, FMP in Germany or ESP in in, in New York. Uh, Yeah. And this was recorded in February of 1969 in Hamburg. Uh, The album's called Bloody Rockers. This is the title track. So is it jazz? Is it rock? Is it uncategorizable? I don't know. But uh, you guys decide. It's pretty damn cool. And I think you might dig it. Um, Joaquin, Rolf, Kuhn. Here you go. Thank you. 
Packers. My word. <laughs> Goodness gracious me, that was, you know. I mean, for kind of... I mean, it'd be amazing to try to dance to that. You'd fall over in the first 30 seconds, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, I know them as kind of, in some cases, more straight jazz dudes. And that was uh, when I first heard that record. Total record. Yeah, they were kicking it out, weren't they? They were. They were. I don't know what they were inspired. I wonder by. if they just like, like listen to like you know crazy prog rock and they're like, oh, we can do this too. Like, right? Um, you know, they're good at clean living. Like, obviously, Joachim and and Rolf have proven that like, you know, playing extremely complicated music. In a brilliant fashion is good for your soul right. and your life on the planet. Yeah. Um, hey, you got KFC? They're still humming along. Yeah, you I mean, do. there's a picture on here of um, Rolf from like two or three years ago. He looks like he's about 70. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. More power to him. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, again, artists that like, you know, I'm unfamiliar with, but that was fantastic. A fantastic listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you dig it. I mean, Rolf put out a record. Uh, I wouldn't know what to do with it, really. You know, because <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You don't need to know yeah. what to do with it. It could be um, useful on a road trip. you know. For, for sure. Um, Rolf put out a record my head. 2019, 2018. So I think he's still he's still recording. Um, no, yeah, yeah. More power to What him. else is he going to do? He's really good at it. I don't know. Yeah. Good, good. Good for you, Rolf. Good on you. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure he's and joke he's, him. He's rocking it quite the way uh, he was in in 1969 on Bloody Rockers, but maybe he's still got, got got it going on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but I just I just dig that record. I dig that song. Um, what particular record is that? That's Bloody Rockers title track from it um, on the BYG label. It's been reissued. Uh, you can still you can find a reissue, but it's it's still even it's only been reissued once, and I think it's only on it only be on vinyl. To be honest, no, so you would think so. Um, it is, yeah. It's uh, it was reissued in. You know what I'm talking uh, about? What year? Um, Clothing. Uh, oh, two ago. Only thing I said was. Yeah, uh, 2012 in Spain on Wawa Records. So that's the wow. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's never been. A, I don't think it's ever been issued on CD. It's, it was released on vinyl in 1969. It was reissued on vinyl in 2012. So. That's it. Who knows? You know, Who knows? fantastic though, Mike. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll end the show. I gotta. This is a, a feel-good story for me. A real feel-good story. Um, I've known this kid uh, named Connor Hesselwood since he was a young lad. I'm saying like uh, about the age of ten, and um, I toured him. Very, very good friends um, with his dad, Arch. Um, we toured together with Fila Brasilia and um, one of my best friends in Hull. And uh, this is a, a bunch of dudes in their early 20s from Hull, which you know, is obviously one of my go-to points on the Three Songs pod. And um, they've garnered a lot of success this summer on playing gigs, doing the festival thing. And they 
um, put out a bunch of singles and stuff, and now they have an album that's on a record label called Sonic Cathedral. They've been cutting a lot of ice this summer. Um, they've really made an impact. Um, I mean, they, I guess they kind of refer to their music, for lack of a better way of putting it, as like modern-day shoegaze. Um, you know, and their influences are I mean, just like a lot of bands making rock music now. Um, you know, you're always going to get your, you know, Mogwai is one of the bands that, that's, you know, mentioned. I think any young bunch of kids um, from Yorkshire are probably really happy to hear Mogwai comparisons. Um, but, but a band that's really sort of on a nice little roll um, in the UK this summer. Um, they're, they're, that's the way the kids do things. Their band name is BDRMM, all lowercase, BDRMM. I don't know whether they say, hey, we're bedroom or whatever. I, you know, I looked at it the first time, I thought boardroom. Um, but this is a song, um, one of about 20 that they've made and recorded, maybe more. There's live versions, everything out there. But this is on an uh, album you can buy on the Sonic Cathedral label. The album is called Bedroom. And uh, they've made a splash this year. I'm thrilled with it because I've known this this lad, known his father uh, for nearly 20 years now, and known this lad for over a decade. And um, absolutely thrilled. I've seen his bedroom with his guitar in it since he was, you know, preteen. And uh, this is, you know, Connor Hustle on lead guitar. And this is a song called Momo M O M O off the record Bedroom by BDRMM.
Yeah, it just kind of ends. Um, that's cool. Yeah. No, and they I, gave, you know, songs with they've got the kind of you know, couple of uh, bigger hits, but like uh that's ah, fantastic, you know. Yeah, just know this sure. kid. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'll see him in a few days. I'll be that's in the hall great. like, you know, in a week or two. I um and, I'd heard bedroom. I didn't realize that they were connected to <laughs> you or Felia Brasilia or or even Hull for that matter. Um <laughs> So uh, it's cool. Um, I, d- I dug that. I, you know, I've I've heard the album a bit. Um, you make a lot. You know, shoegaze. I think is yes, it makes sense. Um, but it's much more anthemic, really. In oh yeah, ways. no, it's, it's a big sound. Yeah, it fills the um, room. I would imagine. Yeah, and I imagine they're rather loud. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, kind of band that you. I hope to see you at the Adelphi Club when you're over there, but I won't do. But the, but uh, James Wadby and uh, Arch is uh, uh, Connor's dad. Arch, who I just I stay with Arch and Chess, and when I go to Hull, incredibly gracious hosts. And Connor has a tiny little bedroom at the top of the staircase. He's been living in Sheffield the last few years. Now he has this gig in the Hull, so and it's really taken off. As a everybody's really thrilled about it. But Arch, Arch and uh, James Wadby from Salaco, play, of course, played in Marble Valley with Steve West. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are you know, big pieces of our musical family. So it's nice to see the kiddo, uh, Connor, like, you know, surpassing, you know, just about all of our exploits. So, you know, good on him. You know, and he sent me an email recently and, and he's doing really well. So I can't wait to see the kid. Yeah, I've seen him since he was a teenager. That's so. great. That's great. Well, um, well, thank you for playing that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I listened to that full album when it came out. It's quite good. And like you said, it's been getting a lot of attention. So. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if they're, they're on a roll. They're on a roll. I don't know if they're planning on touring the U S I think you mentioned they're playing some festival gigs, uh, probably in Europe, but, mm. uh, yeah, no, I'll be the first. I'll be the first to know on that. Okay. I'll my finger on the pulse on let, that. Let yeah. me know for sure. Hell, maybe they'll open for payment. That would be great. Why not? Yeah, so he's got to worry about the kids blowing off the stage. Yeah. But we've always welcomed that in our band. Yeah, That's cool I mean, go ahead and blow I, us right off the stage. I don't know if I've ever heard you mention anybody blowing pavement off the stage before. No, I can't. I <laughs> so many have. Anyways, right, we'll do episode one seventy one soon. Oh well, you have a lovely evening, Mike. You too, you too, Bob. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone. It's been a pleasure. We'll 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 do this again soon. I love you, mate. Love you too, man. Yeah. Have All a right. good one. Okay. Bye.